Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing in the book of Acts. We're in the ninth chapter, and we're in the midst of the initial account about Saul. And remember that Saul was raging, okay? He was uh, persecuting and attacking the church, those who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he had received uh, permission from the high priest to continue into another city, into Damascus. And on the way to Damascus, he was struck down by the Lord Jesus Christ, and he believed. He had an encounter with Ananias where Ananias laid hands upon him to restore his sight and that he would receive the Holy Spirit. And he did. And so he wound up staying there with the believers in Damascus. And he immediately, the scripture said in verse 20 of Acts 9, he immediately began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues. He began to proclaim him as the Son of God. Well, you can imagine how the Jewish people must have felt because we saw in previous episodes that they knew he was coming. Okay, they knew he was coming. They knew that he had official papers with him. And now, instead of coming to arrest them and haul them off to um, uh, Jerusalem, those who are believers, he is proclaiming that Jesus, the Son of God, a total 180, a total turnaround. And the scripture actually says that they were amazed and they were saying, hey, isn't this the one who was coming here from Jerusalem to destroy us, to do all these things? And then the last verse we looked at was the 22nd verse of Acts 9. It said that Saul kept increasing in strength and confounding the Jews who lived at Damascus by, by proving that this Jesus is the Christ. And so as he proclaimed Jesus as the Son of God, he grew, that, that increasing in strength, literally means that, that increasing in strength, increasing in power, and increasing in his ability to confound the Jews who lived in Damascus, okay? In other words, to bring, that literally means uh, confusion, to bring bewilderment, to stir them at the truth that he was proclaiming, that Jesus is the Christ. Of course, they were trying to come and uh, debate him and say, no, he's not, no, he's not. And they, they couldn't. He was proclaiming so powerfully. Now, watch this, verse 23 of Acts 9. When many days had elapsed, the Jews plotted together to do away with him. Now, let me stop right there at the end of that sentence, in the, at the end of that verse, in the middle of the sentence. Many days. We don't know how long it was, but you sort of pay attention to these things in the Scripture. You know, it'll say uh, uh, many days usually means more than we think, okay? It's not like a week or two, okay? Uh, it probably wasn't decades or anything like that. It might have been years, a year or two, maybe three. We don't know. But many days had elapsed. When these days had elapsed, what happened? The Jews started to plot against Saul how to do away with him. The very thing that Saul had been doing to the believers, now that he was a believer, was being done to him. Well, shock, shock, <laughs> right? And we're going to see this. We've already seen what uh, the Lord had told Ananias. That the Lord said, I, I must tell Saul, I want you to tell Saul all uh, that is going to happen to him, the suffering that he's going to do for my namesake. And this is the beginning of that. 
So they try to figure out how to do away with him. Verse 24, but their plot became known to Saul. So he found out about it. They were also watching the gates day and night so that they might put him to death. Well, you see the intensity of it. It's one thing to plot against somebody, okay? One thing to try to get rid of him, try to get him out of town. So another thing altogether to try to put him to death. And notice the intensity. Watching the gates day and night. They did not want him to slip out of town if, it found, if, they, uh, if he heard about the plan and the plot against him. Well, he did here. They were watching. But verse 25 says this, But his disciples, and that's Saul's disciples, but Saul's disciples took him by night and let him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a large basket. So they snuck him out at night. They put him in, and this is like a man-sized basket right here, okay? A laundry-sized basket. And they lowered him down. And he escaped. Well, where did he go? He went to Jerusalem, verse 26. When he came to Jerusalem, he was trying to associate with the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was a disciple. Well, can we not understand this, okay? Because everything has been turned upside down, which is what the gospel has a tendency to do, right? Last time they'd seen Saul, he was leaving Jerusalem, spitting fire and flames. He's going to get those believers. He's going to get those ones who say that Jesus is Messiah. He winds up being gone far longer than they thought. He comes back from Damascus, and he has this story to tell, and he's trying to associate with the true disciples. And they're not quite sure here, okay? There's nothing wrong with the wisdom and the multitude of counselors, okay? Nothing wrong with being a little careful, but I love this. Verse 27, but Barnabas, okay, but Barnabas, and uh, we're going to see more about him later, but Barnabas took hold of him and brought him to the apostles. So it said in verse 26, he was trying to associate with the disciples, those who were believers. We've learned earlier that most of the believers had left Jerusalem, but that the apostles had stayed behind. Okay, Most of the believers, not necessarily all of them. They so now Barnabas takes hold of him and he brings him to the apostles. And Barnabas does this and described to them how he had seen the Lord on the road. And that the Lord had talked to Saul, and how at Damascus he had spoken out boldly in the name of Jesus. So the word had gotten out of what had happened. Now Saul would have told Barnabas all this, okay? But other people would have known too. And others would have come back and they would have known, okay? Verse 28. And he was with them, moving about freely in Jerusalem, speaking out boldly in the name of of the Lord. So this is speaking of Saul, that he was with the uh, disciples. He's with the apostles. He's moving about freely in Jerusalem. And he's speaking out boldly in the name of the Lord, verse 29. And he was talking and arguing with the Hellenistic Jews. But they were attempting to put him to death. <laughs> well, here you go again. Another Jewish group want to kill him because what he's saying. And it's the Hellenistic Jews. And the Hellenistic Jews were the ones that had adopted the Greek language, the Greek lifestyle, the Greek culture. They still say that they're Jews, but they're very Greek. A lot like church members today. They will say that they're believers. They'll say that they are church members. But their patterns and practice of behavior are those of the world. Verse 30. But when the brethren learned of it, they brought him down to Caesarea 
and sent him to Tarsus. So again, the brethren find out that there was an attempt to put him to death. They get him out of Jerusalem, send him down to Caesarea, and then they send him on to Tarsus, which is where he's from. They send him back home. Last verse of the day, verse 31. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace, being built up and going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It continued to increase. Now notice, once Paul was saved, Saul was saved, once that was out of the way, the church in all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, the whole region, north and south, they enjoyed peace. The church did, the believers did. And they were being built up. How were they being built up? First of all, they were going in the fear of the Lord. They were living their life in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. That is how they were being built up. That's how it continued to increase. A lot of words being said nowadays about what are we supposed to be doing as a church? What is our vision? What is our purpose? What is our goal? What are we supposed to be? Wada, wada, wada. The scripture tells us point blank. Here's one of the examples. Okay, What are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be going in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And when we do, regardless of the situation and circumstance, we will have peace and we will be built up and we will increase if we fear the Lord and if we move in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. There's a lot more, too, so we will see. Again, I'm Dale. I will see you all next time. Goodbye.